Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get your official Adam Sank Show merchandise at adamsank.com. T-shirts, tank tops, mugs, masks, just about everything you can think of emblazoned with the Adam Sank Show logo. Go to adamsank.com to order your merch today. Thank you. This is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Hey, 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 hey. It's me. Welcome. Welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We are live. Yes, live. If you're listening live at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, July 24th at dnrstudios.com which remains the only place and the only way in which you can hear this podcast live and throughout the week that it first airs. Hey, don't forget to download the new DNR, DNR Cast app. It is a really good app, I have to say. It's well-designed. You can easily listen to our show, to the other shows uh, on the DNR Studios Network. There's a chat room filled with cunts, uh, to be quite honest. Or really just a horrible group of people. Um, but if you're into that sort of thing, you can chat with them about how much you hate me and uh, everything else. Uh, leave us your ratings and reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to the podcast. Email me, me, at adamantadamsank.com. Hey, if you're listening live, call in and talk to us, 804-825-5277. That's 804-TALK-ASS. You can call us anytime, even when we're not on the air, and leave us a voicemail. Like the Facebook page, download the comedy albums, get your official ass merch, T-shirts, tank tops, even an evil dwarf named Natalia. The link to all that is adamsank.com. Hear ye, hear ye. I'm going to play a fanfare now. Where is the fanfare? This is the last week for you to nominate us for a podcast award for 2021. So now through July 31st, go to podcastawards.com. Register as a nominator and a voter. It's quick and easy. They won't spam you. Nominate us in the LGBTQ and People's Choice categories. Please, I beg you, if everyone listening right now does this, we are sure to have a nomination. Uh, Meanwhile, our guest today is a wonderful comedian, um, someone I've been trying to get on the show for a very long time. She's never available. Today she is. Her name is Veronica Mosey. She's been on The Tonight Show. Uh, Her list of credits is uh, quite long and impressive. Um, not unlike Damien Kington's penis. So we'll be talking to her a, a little later. I really don't know. I'm just, I mean, you're six foot 11. I'm imagining it's pretty big. That uh, uh, feminine Australian voice you hear is that of my guest co host today, Ms. Damien Kington. Hello. Hello, everyone. It's so good to be on the arse. It's Dame Edna. Possums. Damien, welcome. Thank you. So good to be here. I was here nearly a year ago, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah, August last year. That's about as much as I can stand you. (laughs) Shade. Hey, I need my distance too. Exactly. Uh, No, it's wonderful to see you. So wonderful to see you too. And uh, Big fan of the ass. Thank you. Damien has let his hair grow out and I am, you know, at my age. obsessed. Well, it's it's fantastic. At my age, I could never grow hair like that. Like that is impressive, lustrous, silky, thick. Hair. And you're in your 70s. (laughs) (laughs) Nearly 80, actually. Are you my age or younger? No, no, younger. How old are you? I'm 43. You are? You're a hell of a lot younger than me. Yeah. Fuck. Well, that's. What are you, 82? I'm 50 (laughs) and fabulous. (laughs) Okay, Sally O'Malley. I'm Sally O'Malley. Uh, yeah, no, but your hair looks beautiful. Oh, thanks. I've and always had it short. Of course, pandemic grew it long, and I'm like, well, I'll never grow it long again, so I'll just like keep it up. I kind of want to French braid it. <laughs> Maybe later. Maybe for the oh YouTube channel. Oh my god, channel. sounds so cool. Yeah. 
Uh, also with us, as always, is uh, our favorite producer, the queen of fuckery, J.B. Bursey. Yay! Hello. Hello. J.B. is in a, an unusually good mood this morning, I have to say. Oh, I am? Yeah, you seem, you seem <laughs> upbeat. Maybe I'm just projecting because I'm in I, a good mood. I, I think I'm just regular. I think you are projecting because you're in a great mood. Like, I'm so happy yeah. for you. Yeah, because I got some good dick last night. Yeah, girl, you oh. glowing. Like, she is glowing. Thank God. Because that seven. makes all our days right. really good yeah. when she's had a bit of dick. It's so unusual. Yeah. You know, and at 82, you know, <laughs> it's like the distance between the dick becomes longer and longer. We're not going to get and into specifics about, uh, about the dick. Uh, it's too soon to reveal to the listeners what's going on in my personal life, but um, I'll just say that I may be seeing someone. I'll leave it at that. Where's the fire? sound of the fireworks? We need like celebration. Uh, he says leave it at that, so it's open-ended question. It maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Well, if, if the psych ward will let him out for <laughs> days. Don't jinx anything. But uh, yeah, so I spent last night in JB's hood, and he's quite furious at me that I didn't tell him. Oh yeah. Because we could have ridden the subway together. Yeah, she's rude. I thought we were going to be actual coworkers. So rude. I didn't know where the hell. I don't know where you live exactly. I I forgot that you had moved from Queens to Brooklyn. I thought it was the other way around. (laughs) I'm a Brooklyn baby who loves Brooklyn. But yes, I was far from my uh, home last night. Far from the land I know. Oh, fuck, she's singing now. Fiddler. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, All right, let's get to recommended viewing. Um, By the way, uh, Gail sent us a very angry email about how she feels about recommended viewing. And, uh, Sorry for the gaps. I was too lazy. Not angry. That was the best part. I actually <laughs> wanted to read this to you. Now, you have to know that Gail, uh, all of Gail's emails come in all caps. So it always sounds like she's shouting. But uh, a couple weeks ago when we did recommended viewing, I was like, does anyone still even like this? Should we keep doing this? Let me know. So this is the email I get. Hate to watch this TV show, movie, Disney rides. Dan R does it too, and it's like they own stock in it and drag it out. And who fucking cares what someone else watches? Wait, Gail is Harvey Fife. She kind of has that voice. <laughs> I don't even have all the pay for use channels. I have cable TV. That's it. And then she wrote, "Oh, I type all caps because I'm lazy, not yelling." <laughs> so Gail is 100% against uh, the recommended viewing. But then Wayward Tom says. I like the recommended viewing portion of the show. I would have never seen Hacks, which I really liked, without the Oh, segment. I like Hacks. So that's one vote for and one vote against. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do recommended viewing every other week, as we have been, but I'm just going to do one show. I promise to only recommend one, have the co-host recommend one, JB recommend one, then we'll move on. Can I just so, say, Gail's my new spirit animal, because now I type in all caps. I just put, I'm too lazy to change it. <laughs> Smile face. I do love Gail very much. Anyway, um, I'm going to recommend a new uh, docu-series, a reality show, really, on Netflix called My Unorthodox Life. Hmm. It's about this really fascinating woman named Julia Hart. She grew up in one of these ultra-Orthodox Jewish sects where, like, your world is very controlled. You know, they don't have TV. They don't have Internet. The women are forced to marry at 18. Hmm. It's an arranged marriage in most cases. They have to have like 10 kids. They're not allowed to work. They're not allowed to get an education. She lived this life until she was like 42, left, and became a mogul in the world of fashion. Like she's the CEO now of Elite Models and developing a fashion line for Elite. And is just the most incredible woman. I love those stories. And got her kids out too. Wow. It's an amazing show. It's kind of like the Kardashians if they were Jewish and had, like, something interesting to talk so about. So the characters are real. They're not, like, recreated. It's a reality show. Oh, wow. And it, I, it's – I have to say the first, like, five episodes are better than the rest of it. It gets – it drags a little bit. And at mm. times it is a little too much like the Kardashians. But um, but anyway, it's a great show. Who's on the phone, JB? It's Gail. All right. I thought so. <laughs> I'm glad you called, Gail, so Damien can hear your real voice and see what my impression was like. Gail, you say what? Adam Sank, you evil bastard. (laughs) I like you, Gail. Shade. I like you, too. Don't like Adam. He's mean. He's evil. And I cannot help my voice. I have thyroid disease. It makes my voice sound gravelly. Adam. But you you have such a good sense of humor about it. That's why we love you. I do. I do. Because what am I going to do? Who the fuck cares? It's just me. Oh, I love your voice. I do, too. 
Same. Thank you, Adam. Before you made fun of me in my email, <laughs> I was going to call and say to everybody that anybody that likes to hear me talk when I call on DNR should vote for you in your podcast because you're wonderful in your oh. show. Oh, thank you. That See, I voted that's for so you. That's so nice, But now, Gail. fuck off. Nobody, nobody <laughs> vote for him. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you, Gail. And there should be a separate category where I could vote for just JB. Oh. oh. I would appreciate that. I would second that. Well, yeah. JB needs to get his own best, show, clearly. Best giggling, best giggling voice falling yeah, off the chair. You do have a good giggle. I do fall off the chair a lot. <laughs> so, Gail, other than being pissed off at me for being a cunt, uh, how is uh, how are things in Myrtle Beach today? Myrtle Beach is quite nice considering the weather in the rest of the united states mm. it's been very kind to us <laughs> good we lucked out too we had a, nice. actually a beautiful few days it's gorgeous mm. here now low humidity and sunny and breezy so i'm glad things are nice uh with you down there and uh thank you for listening as always and i always love your feedback even when <laughs> it's negative and it's all caps because i'm a lazy lazy girl <laughs> and i don't want to have to type I don't want to have to put in grammar. Sometimes I don't care if I spell badly. Fuck off. I don't care. My spirit is on right here. Yes. <laughs> you are my, my hero today, Gail. All right, Gail. Well, we love you well, very much. Thank and I'm, you. I'm sorry and for... And Adam, I'm very glad you've got somebody that's giving you the high hard one. Maybe <laughs> you'll be a little happier now on the show. Oh, oh my God. She's skipping she, around the office. She is really giving it to me today. She really is. Uh, thank you, Gail. And I will uh, update that, uh, that information as it becomes available. <laughs> and everybody vote for him. Thank you, love. Thank you, Gail. Bye, honey. Damien, anything mm. you've seen lately that you'd recommend to everyone but Gail? You know, I'm not sure if you've seen Katia and Trixie reviewing next Netflix shows, but I recently discovered it, and it's hilarious. What channel is it on? Oh, just on YouTube. I do love those two. Oh, my God. The, 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 when they review um, Woman in the Window and Legally Blonde, it's hysterical. I just, I really belly laugh. I will definitely look for that because yeah. I love their, oh, my God, I love them. Show. Love them. Love them. JB. Oh, okay, so you're going to find it surprising. My brother actually showed me this show because, you know, me and Netflix are fighting. He, he came over and was like, I know you, you and Netflix are fighting, but you got to watch this show. It's hilarious and super gay. I was like, what show is this? It's called Super Drag. Never heard of it. Watched it. It is the dumbest, ridiculous, gayest thing you'll ever watch. It's super called, Drag. Super Drag. Is it's it a only, reality show? No, it's a cartoon anime show. Five <laughs> episodes about these three gay men who are super drag queens <laughs> and save the gay world. This sounds so funny. It is so funny. It is a great downtime watch. Okay, like, don't take too seriously. Just enjoy it for what it is. Please watch Preferably it. Preferably after it a It sounds familiar. Hit. I think it came out a yeah. couple of years ago, maybe. I, it did come out for a while, but I just never heard uh -huh. it or watched it. And my brother was like, you need to watch it. And my brother's straight. Like, how the fuck a straight guy? <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. I love a good cartoon. <laughs> All right, excellent recommendations. Thanks to you both. Um, we are going to have to uh, take a turn right now because the first three stories we're doing are oh. big fucking bummers. And I hate to start the show out on a bad note, but these are important stories, so we're going to get through them. And uh, just uh, keep in mind, things will get funnier later. Okay, the first is this horrible story that this 26-year-old podcaster, Matt George, an openly gay podcaster uh, from Los Angeles, was killed in a hit-and-run accident. And what was really shocking about it is it was in his own driveway, basically. <clears throat> Oakland, uh, his, his co-host's name is Michaela Oakland. I don't know this podcast, but it's apparently very popular. It's called She Rates Dogs. And um, she tweeted, I would rather you guys hear this from me than a news article. Matt was killed in a hit and run last night. I don't really have any other words right now. Um... The New York Times reports that he died in the early morning hours of July 17th while walking through his Beverly Grove apartment complex. An unidentified BMW struck him while he crossed a crosswalk. He died at the scene. So someone must have seen the BMW, right? Otherwise, how do they know it was BMW? Yeah, or there's security footage. Um, Los Angeles police have appealed to the public for any information in identifying the driver of the BMW. The department has also offered a reward of up to $50,000 for information in the case. It's just like 
talk about a freak accident. Yeah. Like people get killed in hit and runs usually when they're crossing a busy street or they're on a bicycle or, you know, like he was in his own apartment complex. You you think you're safe. Right. And it almost – you almost wonder, like, did someone do it on purpose? Like how fast could the BMW have been going inside an apartment complex? It's it's hard to – when I read the story, it was hard to kind of imagine it, because they were talking about a crosswalk, but it was inside the complex. I, I, I just can't picture It's probably that... one of these big sprawling complexes where – you know, there's probably a Across parking lot. Different blocks. And, yeah. Right. But, okay, even in those things, your speed limit shouldn't go that – like, to kill a person, you have to be going over 40 or 50. Yeah. To be going that in an apartment complex, what, who, the, who the fuck are you? Someone probably drunk or high. Well, it was like guess. 2 a.m., right? Yeah, it said in the early hours. So it's just – regardless oh, of how it so happened, sad. for a 26-year-old to die – So sad. You know, in the prime of life and, and – Clearly very well-loved. So condolences to his friends and family, and I certainly hope they – I mean, you have to be some kind of psychopath to just flee the scene. It's just – it's hard to imagine. Horrible. Uh, also out of L.A., uh, this terrible story that we have to do because we've talked about this a lot on the show, particularly when we had Michael Rice on a few years back. Michael Rice directed this documentary, just to remind listeners, um, called Party Boy – which was about meth use in the uh, gay black male community. And he was the first person who really started sounding the alarm about this white man in West Hollywood named Ed Buck, a, a wealthy, well-connected political donor who uh, seemed to have a fetish that involved um, encouraging or forcing black men, mostly like hu hustlers, to do crystal meth uh, to the point of death. Two black men have died inside his apartment, Jamel Moore, who's featured in the documentary, and Timothy Dean. And at the time that Michael was on our show, there had been no charges. They hadn't in announced an investigation. Well, now he has been indicted and is on trial uh, for murder, for murdering these two men. And the latest report is so disturbing that I almost have, have a hard time reading it out loud. Members of the jury have now viewed video footage shot by Buck himself of his sexual counter, encounters in which he administered drug to, drugs to his partners. Uh, the prosecution revealed that Buck recorded over 2,400 videos. He stands accused of nine felony counts, two for distribution of controlled substances resulting in death, um, the video showed uh, Moore, Jamel Moore, dressed in his underwear as Ed Buck assures him he will delete the video later. In the video, you can see Ed Buck smoking crystal meth and blowing the smoke into a rubber tube of which the end is inside of Jamel Moore's underwear. Ed Buck is being sexually aroused watching the smoke from the meth come out of his underwear uh, in another video, Jamel is shown smoking meth from a pipe, and Ed Buck has the camera focused on Jamel's erect penis. The jury also saw Buck injecting Moore with methamphetamine over Moore's objections. Another shows Moore passed out as Buck plays with his penis for the camera. Others show Moore dressed in fetish gear with a noose around his neck, smoking meth in front of an American flag. The prosecutor has referred to Buck as Jeffrey Dahmer 2.0. So this is just so horrifying and disturbing and um, really speaks to the danger of fetishizing people and fetishizing races. You know, it's not just a kink. It's not just about like, oh, this is what turns me on. This is about dehumanizing people. And when you dehumanize people... Uh, you can do all kinds of terrible things to them mm -hmm. and justify it in your – if you're a sick, crazy asshole like this guy is allegedly, uh, you, you say, well, this is just fun. This is just sex play. No, this was torture. You tortured and killed these men. Police arrested Buck in 2019 after uh, an anonymous man overdosed in his apartment. Critics, uh, including the families of Moore and Dean, have criticized the West Hollywood police for not arresting him sooner if convicted – Buck could face life in prison. I certainly hope he is convicted and 
does get life in prison because the evidence here seems overwhelming. It's, I mean, it's really, it's hard to find words to react to something this heinous, you know, it's, it's just so disgusting, but, um, you know, hopefully justice comes through. Yeah. And shout out to Michael Rice for really shining a light and, and sticking to it. I mean, he continues to, he's now covering this case for uh, a major newspaper. I reached out to him and I said, you, you know, what's going on, right? He's like, oh yeah, (laughs) like he's on the case. So um, thank God that he made the documentary. I think it probably was instrumental in the police being forced to finally act on this and mm-hmm. prevent future men from being killed by this by this Absolutely. guy. Well, so, and of course, you know the the pandemic that is meth within um, the the gay community. Not that meth always leads to this kind of behaviour, but if there is internalised damage, wh- whatever is causing him to act like this, meth is just going to magnify it. Absolutely. And, you you know, you see that there's a lot of damage in the LGBTQ plus community and meth just just magnifies what's well, happening well, underneath. Meth, meth turns good people bad and it yeah. turns bad people worse. Yeah, And I exactly. think this is a case of the latter. Um, by the way, I, I just uh, want to correct something I just said. The person who referred to Buck as Dahmer 2.0 was not the prosecutor. It was a journalist named Jasmine Kanick who's covering the case for The Advocate. But speaking of meth doing terrible thing, making people do terrible things, this next story is about a friend of mine who we've had on the show, and that's Jack McEnroth. Uh, Jack, you'll remember, was on Project Runway, uh, went on to become an HIV advocate, and eventually an OnlyFans star. And we had him on sort of at the beginning of his OnlyFans career, he has since become like an extremely popular OnlyFans star, and his boyfriend, who, with whom he would make a lot of these videos, is porn star Dolph Dietrich, who I also know, but not as well. Um, I'm going to actually tell you, because I was, I'm not in any way a part of this story, but I actually observed some of this happening in real time. So I was in Cancun uh, in May on one of those Atlantis trips at a resort, and Dolph Dietrich was there. And, you know, we chatted a little bit. We kind of know each other socially. And then in the middle of the trip, he left. Like, in the middle of the week, he left Cancun. And I was like, where's Dolph? And his friends were like, oh, he had to go home. There's drama with Jack. So what had happened was Jack had broken into Dolph's apartment, stolen most of his possessions, certainly all the valuable ones, and then went on the Internet and accused Dolph of being a pedophile and said that he had proof of it. And so Dolph had to like go home and deal with all of this. And for weeks, this went on with Jack tweeting like horrible things about Dolph and Dolph not really tweeting anything about Jack, but just saying, my apartment was robbed, I was physically assaulted, there's someone after me, and we all knew it was Jack. What we didn't know was like, what's really going on here and who's the one who's really crazy and fucked up in this situation, or are they both crazy and fucked up? That's what I thought at the beginning. Mm. Well, now Jack McEnroth has posted a candid, heartfelt apology to Dolph online. In it, he details his struggles with drug addiction, including his battles with crystal meth. He wrote, Dear friends and fans, I am a recovering drug addict. I'm admitting to actions towards Dolph Dietrich and many others with 100% rigorous honesty, humility, and embarrassment, but with the hope of becoming a better man. His statement goes on to say, meth binges made me a shitty person. Taking copious amounts of Xanax to come down from drugs was what eventually took me down and almost killed me. I'm sober today. Um, He says, in the midst of my addiction, I hurt many people, but most of all, I hurt my boyfriend, now ex-boyfriend, Dolph Dietrich. The list of horrid things I did is long and disgraceful, but in a tangible effort to make reparations, I'm listing all the things I did and all the untruths so that he can have peace of mind and begin to repair the damage I inflicted. He goes on to say he tormented and terrorized Dolph, made him feel unsafe in his own apartment. I broke into his apartment when he was out of town and took many of his belongings, clothes, computer electronics, leather gear. McEnroth went on to say he publicly posted things about Dietrich that uh, were untrue in an attempt to damage his boyfriend's brand. This included telling a gossip blog that his boyfriend was a pedophile which Jack now says is 100% bullshit. 
It still haunts him today, and I am forever remorseful about that. Dolph, has, who has really, I have to say, taken the high road this he really whole time, has. he reposted this and just said, like, Jack is sober. He's getting the help he needs. I appreciate his coming clean. But, man, that's a lot of damage. Yeah, a lot. But, like, so... I'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been sober for nearly 10 years. And so, uh, like, it's, um, you know, and there are many times where I have not been at my best. Right. And so, you know, I, it, it's not that that letter is triggering. It's more like I can I can relate to it, but I can also appreciate the strength that it took to... Um, to apologize as deeply as he did, Absolutely. as long as he's genuine. Absolutely. And, I mean, I commend him for owning all of that. Yeah. I don't know that you can undo the damage once you no. have told your, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers that Dolph Dietrich is a pedophile. Yeah. And if you go to Dolph Dietrich's feed, there's still trolls who are like, you know, shut the fuck up, pedophile. You know, like, that's, right. th- that's going to be with him forever now. Yeah. And from... Everything I have gleaned over the past – this has been unfolding since May. From talking to a lot of people who know them, everyone's like, Dolph is the sweetest, nicest person. Like he's a gentle giant. And I always knew Jack to be a good guy. Mm. But this really points, as we were just talking to before, this speaks to the, the, the evil that is crystal meth. Yeah, It just makes people crazy. Now, that said – I don't think I could ever do something like this, even in the depths of crystal meth addiction. But I don't know because I haven't been there. No, certainly like when when I was doing it, I, I yeah, I nowhere near the depths of to try um, to evil go, to take such lengths to hurt and damage another person. Yeah, and Dolph hadn't done anything to him, yeah. as far as I know. This was. Jack just spiraling and thinking that Dolph was cheating or that Dolph – I don't know what it was. Mm. I think it was honestly that Dolph went to Cancun without him. But but I asked Dolph about that before the trip even happened. I said, oh, is Jack coming with you? And he goes, no, we actually broke up, but I think it's going to be fine. We're working on things. And I think it was that he went to Cancun with his ex, who's now his best friend. Uh, and I think that just ja- in, in Jack's – state that just completely not I'm, and I'm not making any excuses or defending him but I'm just trying to understand how it happened yeah so anyway I'm glad that he's come clean I'm very glad that he's getting help and that he's now sober and I wish them both all the best I've I've invited Dolph to come on the podcast um to talk about this and uh so far he hasn't really said whether he would or not but she's not ready yet or come in my ass either way she can get any types of pleasure from me that's all right, right. <laughs> Like okay, sure the 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 heifer apologized, but bitch, you broke into my apartment, you stole money. Like, did you pay me? Did you pay me back the the, the fines? Like, the, there's a whole bunch of shit. Like, I'm I'm I, I know coming from addict, apology is big, but fuck that, fuck that. You you violated. You called me a pedophile. You broke into my apartment and you stole from me. It's going to take a long time before he can truly oh, make totally. amends, yeah. if he ever can. And I, I didn't mean to, like, it's it's not that, like, it's, it's oh, apology all done, all repaired. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not saying you. I'm also, I'm also more mad at him just accepting that, like, oh, it's okay. I wouldn't repost it. I would just be like, okay, this is something you should have done a long time ago. How are you, how is it going to make it up to me? But, by Where's the way, my money? He, he did, my things? One of the follow-ups to this is that Jack did try to uh, Venmo Topher. His real name's Topher. Dolph Dietrichs, he tried to Venmo him $500, and he sent it to the wrong Topher. He sent it to Topher Drew, another OnlyFans star who we've talked about on this show because he's such a ridiculous asshole. And he refused to pay pay Jack back, and Jack has reached out to him on all these different social media sites like, Topher Drew, can you please – and Topher keeps blocking him. So Uh, I tweeted – like, hey, Topher Drew, pay Jack McEnroth back the $500 he sent you by accident. And that got retweeted a lot. But I don't think he's been paid back yet. So right. well, oh, yeah. and, and be the other thing, too, is like, the the apology is the start, right? Like, he clearly has a lot of internalized damage that he needs to address. And it's going to take a long time. Right. A long time. And frankly, and I don't mean for this to sound sex worker negative, I think he needs to find a new career. I think most 
not all, but most people who get into sex work after a certain amount of time, it wears on your soul. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that – Unless any- you're – this, this is the type of thing you want to do. Well, everyone wants to do it when they start. Well, no, I mean it's like, fun and the money's great. Like the people and, like Max Connor and Matthew Kemp, the, the, these people, they want to do it, and this is something. Matthew do. Kemp's done it the right way. Matthew's an entrepreneur. He's got all these different side hustles going on. He's branded himself. It's not just about sex for him, you know. But I feel like with Jack, he he Jack is so talented. I mean, he was he made it to Project Runway. He's that talented a designer. He was a champion swimmer. He's charming. He's funny. He's so smart. Like, I just think there's more he could be doing that would be fulfilling to him than this. And I think that that doing this for years, I I don't want to blame the addiction on the sex work. He's he's always been an addict. He's been you know he was sober for like 25 years I think before this uh, happened. Right. But in any case, I don't want to speculate. I just do you uh, consider yourself a pro bono sex worker? Uh, a pro boner, actually. <laughs> I'm very pro boner. Uh, okay, in much happier news, we have four minutes to do all the other stories. Oh, shit. Um, every week, it seems like we have another story about a major league sport having its first gay player, and this week, it's hockey. Luke Prokop, which sounds like a porn star name, is a third-round pick of the Nashville Predators in the 2020 draft. I don't know what that means. But he has come out as gay. He's only 19. He's from Edmonton. That's uh, Ontario, right, Damien? No. Where's Edmonton? Alberta. Oh, Alberta. Damien lived in Canada at one point, everyone. Uh, Anyway, he said in a post, Today I am proud to publicly tell everyone that I am gay. From a young age, I have dreamed of being an NHL player. I believe that allowing my authentic life will allow me to bring my whole self to the ring and improve my chances of fulfilling my dreams. Um, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman praised Prokop for sharing his truth and being so brave. Um, Prokop has had six points in 15 games with the WHL's Calgary Hitmen during the pandemic-shortened 2021 campaign. I don't know what any of this means. No NHL team had previously drafted a player who, during their tenure with the club, came out as gay. Um... Early this year, Zach Sullivan, who was then a member of the Manchester Storm in England, became the first active professional hockey player to come out as bisexual. That's hot. <clears throat> so anyway, congratulations to Luke Prokop. I love it when these pro athletes come out. And 19 is really young. Yeah, yeah girl, she just started life. And she coming out already in Those NFL. balls are fresh. Yeah, and she's going to be making more money than me. Oh, fuck her. <laughs> A lot of people are making more money than us. I know, but <laughs> you know, not to be 19. I, Way to I turn was, a positive to a negative, JB. Right. Uh, uh, I more, was just sucking dick for free at 19. She's making guap. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> more good news. Out of Minnesota, of all places, the governor of Minnesota has banned conversion therapy. Democrat Tim Waltz signed an executive order banning conversion therapy on minors. Uh, His move came after the Republican-led Senate repeatedly failed to pass legislation banning the practice because Republicans are what? Evil. Because I'm what? Sickness. The governor's office issued the statement on July 15th. Um, Conversion therapy, of course, is the discredited practice of attempting to change someone's sexual orientation or gender identity through psychotherapeutic means. It doesn't work and usually does far more harm than good. Some cities in Minnesota had already banned the practice for minors, including Minneapolis-St. Paul and Duluth. But as uh, as I mentioned, the uh, Republican-led Senate refused to do so, so he signed an executive order. And thank you, Governor Waltz. And finally, this is the last story we'll do before our guest. Is she uh, signed in by any chance? Okay. Um, Hold on. Let me just shoot her a... uh, Damien, tell us something funny while we're doing this. Oh, actually, I'll talk about X-Tube. I had a situation um, uh, uh, some years ago Mm -hmm. where I was, like, following someone on X-Tube and then, like, settling in to, you know, uh, have some entertainment Watching him, he'd like invite people over and have, you know, a thing. Anyway, so I'm there, get get ready, watching him, and then 
I realise the guy that just arrived is one of my really good friends. Uh, hello. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> my chin just hit the floor. So, of course, I, like, called him. I'm like, do you know this, this, this is on YouTube? And he had no idea. Wow. No idea at all. That's my nightmare come true because I've had sex with so many randos. I'm sure someone filmed it at some point. Well, the reason Save. why Damien's talking about Xtube is because Xtube has shut down for good. God, fuck me. <laughs> oh. Oh. That was live oh. from last night. Oh. 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 Adam Actually, and his new bow. It will be shutting down, I should say, on September 5th. <laughs> yeah, that is what we sounded like, actually. Uh, <laughs> Xtube was around for 13 years. Um, they released a statement saying, we're proud of the vibrant commitment we've built. Oh, sorry, vibrant community we've built since 2008. And we're grateful to all of you who've shared your content Unfortunately, it's time for us to move on to greener pastures and greater things. While no explanation was given, speculation centers on allegations that Xtube enabled human trafficking and hosted illegal content such as rape, revenge porn, and child sex abuse and pornography. Last year, Last year 34 women filed a lawsuit against uh, MindGeek and its Pornhub site alleging they had exploited the women by hosting content without their consent. This is a growing movement uh, by people who want to protect women who are being exploited and children who are being exploited. And unfortunately, these tube sites are magnets for them because they're so unregulated and they're mm. user-generated content. And so people will upload things. I read about this in the New York Times. They'll upload a video of an underage girl, for instance, having sex with a man and their code words like very young or like they'll never say underage. It'll never say child or pedophilia or any of that. But but there's coded ways that if you know what to search for, you can find it. And Ooh, um, gross. yeah, and and they're going to start facing major lawsuits over this as they should. So I have to say I used to like Xtube and then uh, I kind of didn't anymore. It got to a point where any of the good videos were premium content that you had to pay for. Yeah. Like, they used to have so much good free content, and I'm not paying for shit. No. As you know. Uh, anything? Nope. Oh, this is a fucking bummer, man. You know, I almost sent her a calendar reminder. Uh, oh, so the guy from last night just sent me a picture of him wearing... A t-shirt that I left there and oh god nothing else oh hey Donald Duckin it the whole way through he wants to give you that dick wow uh, Veronica says she can't get in JB here oh. I'm gonna give you my phone and okay. you can um, okay so wow that picture was really incredible so um, <laughs> here's another story I want to see it here, I'll show you so here's another story I wanted to mention the ass I mean the Adam Sank show, is very, very close to hitting a major milestone, Damien. 200,000 downloads. Wow! Yes. Wow. And remember, that doesn't include anyone who subscribes to dnrstudios.com and listens that way. Those are not counted in my, wow. uh, in my syndicate. So, yeah, 200,000 is a decent number. Wow, so much attention for so little entertainment. For such bullshit. For so... <laughs> Ass open to the wind. Oh, wait. Shade. That's the one I meant to hit. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm thrilled. I, when, I think that by the time this episode drops, uh, we will be well past it because we're literally just several hundred away from hitting 200,000. So thank you all for listening. And just a reminder that the number one way you can support this podcast other than subscribe to dnrstudios.com is to leave a review and a rating on the uh, audio platform you use, especially Apple Podcasts. This is how podcasts gain popularity and are discovered. They get lots of reviews. And when you have a lot of reviews, then Apple features you more. So please, if you haven't already done so, uh, do so. And also, another reminder to nominate us for a podcast award. It, I know we have like a like ribbing type relationship, but yes. you do an amazing job with this. Uh -huh. And obviously people listening, you don't see behind the scenes, but he's a fantastic producer as well. Thank you so much, Damien. Oh, I nearly threw up in my mouth. I know. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Are you okay? <laughs> I need a minute. Did you just have I a stroke? A I'm, I'm breathing. Who are you? <laughs> How are we doing, JB? 
Um, she is it, trying, yeah, listeners. No, 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 yeah, no, no. It's, the room says she's coming in, but then it kicks her out immediately. The browser is not compatible here. She's getting. Yeah, I, uh, I have to figure it out. Give me a second. I'm going to restart. Uh, our producer is trying to fix this, period. So for the record, everyone, this is not Veronica Mosey's fault. She is there. She's trying. She's working. Um, and now we just have dead air. Anyone want to call? 804 Talk. And ladies and gentlemen, when you're voting for best podcast, think about these moments. I hope this is the one they listen to. Yes. You know how, like, there's one episode that they use for consideration? This will be it. Totally. Like, well, let's see. He talked about uh, death and meth <laughs> and racial torture. <laughs> And then he couldn't get his guest on the phone. This is a must listen. I know. Hilarious. Right when I said how amazing you were. <laughs> this, I'm still the, producer. Uh, the category for this interview, for this uh, show is comedy interviews. And we have neither today. <laughs> there's no comedy and there's no interviews. Sorry. Sorry about it. But listen, this is the, the magic of live, uh, live air. And by the way, this is the first time we've had a problem with this platform. We, we've been using this platform for a couple months now. It's called Smart Audio. Yeah. And it's clean, clean, sorry, clean feed. And it's basically uh, an internet phone call, but it's crystal clear. It's much better than an actual phone call. And we haven't had any issues. We've done people in other countries with it. Hmm. This is the first time. All right. So let's talk about a story that Damien uh, submitted. Take <laughs> Thank it God. I feel like the intern. Take it away. Hi, everybody. Take it away, intern Damien. Well, this just in. Bizarre restrictions for Cayman Islands inaugural Pride Parade, which is uh, taking place next week. The Cayman Islands, a British overseas territory of 70,000 people in the Caribbean, will, to, will, will next Saturday host its very first Pride Parade. But the government's mandated parade rules have raised eyebrows for some of its draconian and absurd restrictions. Aside from COVID, the rules, which the government published a few weeks ago, stipulated there will be no carnival-type costumes, i.e. no exposed midriffs, no exposed chest areas, no exposed private parts, no short shorts, no beads, no bikinis or swimwear, no indecent, obscene graphics or writing on clothing, only approved uh, pride-related accessories. And once again, this is for a pride parade. Pride parade. These are the things that are banned. There will be no physical interaction between registered participants and spectators. Participants are not allowed to accept any articles from spectators or throw articles to spectators. There will be no alcohol prior to or during the parade. Any inebriated persons will be asked to leave the parade. Parade participants, get this one, are required to refrain from improper conduct and public indecency, including public displays of affection, whining or gyrating, exposing of private parts, public urination and defecation, etc. And then finally, anyone who fails to comply commits an offence and will be removed from the parade as well as be liable for a fine of $10,000 and imprisonment for two years. You know, Adam, that could be, that could be the title of your memoirs, whining and gyrating. Well, I didn't understand the line about whining. Do you think that's a misprint? No. Or do you think that's like a, a slang for something else? Like, like Whining means moving up your bumper what? and shaking that ass. Really? It's Wine with me, wine oh my God, JB is dancing. JB is he's twerking. Kind of, he's twerking. So it's like twerking. No, they they mean like 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 um, loud loud um, shrieking calls. Uh, JB, I told Veronica to call us. Can I just say that list of th prohibitions is insane. It sounds like Aunt Lydia is in charge of the Pride Parade. I know it's like, insane. And how would they even regulate that? Uh, I, I the I guess the police will be there, but I was I was intrigued because it got posted, and then I I I tuned into a Facebook Live from the LGBTQ Cayman Foundation, um, and the president addressed some of the criticisms. And one of the first thing he said was, "You can wear your rainbow tutus." It's like if <laughs> that, anyone's wearing, you can wear allowed. your rainbow tutus. My goodness! But he also. I think getting the Pride Parade approved by the government, which he was very involved with, took a lot. And I guess he was conservative government. Yeah, and he he was being very diplomatic about saying, "Look, they've approved it. Let's celebrate that. Let's evolve in the future." I mean, that sounds about as fun as a day at the library. <laughs> no, it's like you let's celebrate gay by taking everything gay out of it. I think JB's got her on the phone. 
Can we do this? Okay, here we go. Let's go. Uh, our guest today was named one of five comics to watch by Rolling Stone magazine as it's been seen on Comedy Central, VH1, The Tonight Show, Oprah, Dr. Phil, and at HBO's Aspen Comedy Festival. You can currently see her on the show House Hunters, no, House Haunters on Discovery Plus or live at the Comedy Cellar when you're visiting NYC. Here's a taste of the comedy stylings of Veronica Mosey. They're very competitive, you know, and they'll ask you things because they want to tell you their story. They'll say, so tell me about your birth story. I'm like, what is that? You go first. <laughs> it's always the same thing. They're like, well, I gave birth at home in a vat of freshly squeezed guava juice. <laughs> and I was surrounded by my midwife, my doula, my shaman, my Tibetan monk, and my Pilates instructor. No drugs. I just wanted to feel my pelvis split right in half. What's your birth story, Veronica? Tell me. I'm like, well, my birth story, um, brought to you by Medicaid. <laughs> I gave birth in a city hospital, and I was surrounded by eight Haitian and Jamaican nurses who kept saying supportive things to me like, shut your mouth and push like you're making a big caca, mama. And please give a warm-ass welcome to Veronica Mosey. Hello. Hello. Hello, Ms. Veronica. We finally connected with you. I'm sorry about the uh, technical difficulties. That's okay. I have hair and makeup done. I look. I had like ten people here. <laughs> you, had, you, had, you had your glam squad. I did. Yes. Veronica, How that, are you? I'm good. That joke of yours, I have to tell you, is something that has become like a, a, a staple in my family. Every time my sister and I are in a fight, one of us will say to the other. Shut your mouth and push like you're making a big caca mama. <laughs> you know what's really sad about that is it's 100% true. Oh, it has to be. It's... Yeah, the lady's name was Lovely, and it was, it, was, it was hilarious. She just kept screaming at me the whole time, which it ended up being lovely, but, you know. Was it good advice? I mean, did you push like you were making a big caca? Well, yeah. I mean, what happens when you're giving birth is uh, you uh, you think it's going to be this nice thing where you have all and you and you you know and you and you right. and you just like and then but then you want to just be like I got that, 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 that. and then what happens is they tell you be quiet and push down like you're taking a dump. That's what you're supposed to do. And sometimes women actually do take a dump, right, while they're giving birth. Yes, yes. Thank God I did not. I did not. Can you imagine? Uh, Lovely. Nice introduction to the world for the baby to be born a in a pile shit. of shit. Yeah. Oh, what it's fantastic. Such can a just, metaphor. Can I tell you a horrible, gross TMI story? Please. That's what we're here for. This is called, it's, it's eight, 804, what, what is it? It's talk ass, right? So I think we can yes. talk some ass here. Oh, yeah, you so can say after anything. I, so I had... Uh, after I gave birth, I had blood clots, and they have to give you a shot of a medication to stop that from happening. One of the side effects is you shit your brains out. Oh. And so they whisk my daughter away, and then I'm sitting there on this bedpan, and there's this, you know, the same lady who was yelling at me, uh, shut your mouth. I was like, I need, I think I, I, think, I, I think I have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. I have to go. And I'm sitting there on this bedpan, and I'm shitting my brains out. And my husband's like, it's a girl. It's a girl calling all these people while I'm sitting. <laughs> and then this dude comes in to mop the floor up. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm shitting in front of you. Oh and he was like, it's okay. I see everything. I see everything. It was, it was ridiculous. The indignity of just having yes. a baby. My God. Wow. Thank yes. God I never have to do that. <laughs> Veronica. It's pretty awesome. Women but you'll try to get pregnant. Well, what's that? Who, me? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll never stop trying to get pregnant, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Veronica, women comics, I feel like, have to fight ten times harder than men to be respected, um, especially when you started. How, how, how have you handled the sexism that was thrown at you when you were starting out in this business? Um, you know, not to be a bitch, but just being really good. Like the, it's Because if you're, if you're undeniably funny – it, they can't argue and also not, not being worried by, uh, about the haters. Like you, first of all, women in show business are cunts. You guys know this, right? Like, this, like half of the discrimination I have faced has been from women, from like other female women. bookers. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that it goes across the board. There's just this weird jealousy with people. Not that I think I'm the most amazing comic in the world, even though I, I am. I, uh, <laughs> I feel like 
no, I, I, I never let it bother me. I also grew up with two older brothers. Uh. And so I got used, I was used to like people like snapping my bra and like shoving me down the stairs and you know, all those things. So <laughs> I kind of grew up being abused, so it didn't really bother me, but uh, it's definitely been a challenge when you know that it's there. Like it's, it's like one of those things where you, you can't, you can't say definitively, yes, you're discriminating against me because I'm a woman, but you can just feel it. You know what I mean? Do you think being extremely tall was helpful because you were less intimidatable than if you had been like five foot two? Yes, I think so, too. And also just being sort of like a half half lesbian. That's why I, I really have always felt this way anyway. I mean, I just I always feel like I am somehow have a little bit of dyke in me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, do you have any sexual attraction for women or do you just mean in terms of like your yes. your attitude and your confidence? Yes. I did. No, I did. Yes. And I have. You I have. have. So do you, yeah, cons- yeah. do you consider yourself bisexual? I don't know. I mean, I'm, once you're married, are you coming are you out on this show, Veronica? Are we making? I am news? coming out on this show. Yes, I am. No, congratulations. <laughs> I do enjoy lesbian. I enjoy lesbian porn more than I do straight porn. So interesting. Mm. And what yeah. about your husband? Because I don't know. I think he likes lesbian porn too. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it together. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So, in other words, I, I, I've always felt a. I'm a very powerful woman with masculine sensibilities. That's how I would describe myself. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, yes, being being taller and being not as fearful of people. I don't know. I just have never felt like a girly girl. Like I was always like in the back of the line at gym. And I was like, you know, five, eight by the time I was like seven. You know what I mean? It's like I just, how tall every time now? I walked into a room, I was like, I'm 5'10". Yeah, that's a, that's a good height for a woman. My it's mom's a good height. When I walk yeah, through, I'm like, hey, guys. Time. Like, that's what I, you know, I feel like I could. Hey, everyone. It's me, Veronica. <laughs> by, yes. by the way, speaking of lesbian porn. Uh, yes. Uh, 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 can you recognize that voice? I can't. That's Irene Bremis when she was on the show doing a fake oh orgasm. That's amazing. I could see uh, her doing that. She's uh, a very sexy chick. Uh, That's very good. Oh, this cake is delicious. <laughs> She's so funny. How is it that That's you awesome. wound up on Oprah and Dr. Phil? What did you do on those shows? Oh, my God. I, this is so funny because my mother used to always tell me, she, she's so, you know, parents are just so cute. They try to get your career started by Not saying mine. dumb things like, no? <laughs> Not really. But They're anyway, trying to close the I career continue. down. Must be nice. My mom will say things like, why don't you get an agent? Why don't you get like a commercial? I'm like, that's a great idea. Right, like Thank these you are so just, much fun. Just things you can order you on the menu. Sign up for it. Obviously, I'm just lazing about. But I, um, yeah, my mom I used to say to me, you should write a letter. You should write a letter to the Tonight Show and see if you can get on. You used to, you should write a letter to that. So I was happy to be watching Dr. Phil one day, and it said like, do you feel that people don't raise their children right? Now this is before I had kids or I had a daughter. So, um. I did, I wrote a letter and I put all these inflammatory bullet points because I know television and right. it's like and they, they called me and then got and then had me on the show and then Dr. Phil stole one of my fucking jokes. No. Yes, we are on set and I had written. I know that they say it takes a village to raise a child. Sometimes I think parents are the village idiot. Right. That's what I put in my bullet point. When I got on stage, Uncle Phil, that's because he's creepy. That's why I just called yeah, him that. Exactly. Um, first of all, he looks like a wax figure in person. He has so much makeup on. Yeah. And um, so we're sitting there, and he goes, I understand that you said that, uh, you know, there's a takes village to raise a child. I go, well, I didn't, I didn't say that. But he goes, well, you know, sometimes there's a village idiot. And he looks at me. Right. And I was like, like he just you, thought of I go, that. Are you making fun of me? Yes. I was Gross. so mad, and honestly, you can't. I was like, oh, that's so <laughs> and I couldn't say anything. You should have looked at him and said, "Shut up, cunt." <laughs> so how did you wind up? On, how did you wind up on Oprah? Uh, Oprah was through Kareth Foster, actually, uh, whom you we know, love. Whom we love. So she um, had a buddy who needed some, you know, th- who was like one of the producers on the show, and then they needed comedians. There was this show about people being um, sexually, uh, what do you call it, like 
not refrigerated. I mean, I can't think Frigid. of the word. <laughs> Frigid. Yes. <laughs> Sexy refrigerated is like a Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Yes. Um, no, uh, so, yes, sexually frigid people and why they were frigid. And they wanted to break it up. You know how shows, like, they'll do things like that? Like, let's have a stand-up comic get on right after a memorial service. Like, you're like, this doesn't make any <laughs> Just sense. Just a bad variety. So, yeah. Yeah, so, we're on the, so we were on the show to, we had, they sent us a box of sex toys, and we were to test them all out. And I was dating this gorgeous, like, six-foot-seven black dude at the time. Oh, my God. And we used all that shit. And then we had to go on the show and talk about sex toys and make jokes about sex toys. And then the next episode, next, like, the next package was about a woman who was sobbing because her husband didn't want to touch her anymore. It was so <laughs> was Oprah weird. Was Oprah like, Veronica Mosey? Did she do that to you? She's a little standoffish. She's oh. a little standoffish. That's yeah, nice. but that's okay. She should be. You know, she's got. She's very, very popular. So you know, I've heard everybody that. wants a piece of Oprah. All right, we've yeah, had, we yeah. have just a couple minutes remaining. It's time to play everyone's favorite game: Ask Me No Questions. Ask okay. me no questions. Ask me no questions. Yeah. You're a redhead. <laughs> does the carpet mm-hmm. match the drapes? It does, but I have hardwood floors. Yes, that is the correct answer. <laughs> what TV show is your guilty pleasure? Oh, 90 Day Fiance. Oh, you like that? I love it. That one and Darcy and Stacy, which I can't believe I watched, but I have to see these little trolls and what they're doing every day. It's ridiculous. What he, uh, who's the worst successful comedian on earth? I can't say that. <laughs> Come on, Veronica. You can say anything. I can. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to listen to this? Our, our ratings are listen, in the top. You're like nominated for like number one. I, I cannot stand Sebastian Mancalco. So, oh, yeah, I agree. And do you know how many people say to me, Oh, my God, Adam, have you ever watched Sebastian Maniscalco? You'd love him. And I'm like, I oh. have watched him and I don't. He just doesn't say, he never finishes. He'll say stuff like, Did you ever go to Vegas? Go to the pool? Get to the pool? Did I go in the pool? Get in the pool? Did I go to the pool? Vegas? I don't get it. Then he does crunches on stage, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't get his appeal. Uh, Good answer. You worked with Jerry Seinfeld on The Marriage Ref. What's the deal with that? What's the deal with Jerry? Um, Yeah, I was like a a contributor. Um, We were writing bits for uh, celebrities who were on the show who have no sense of humor. And... um, (laughs) So, yeah, it was, fun. it was fun. It was cool to, you know, work with, like, a comedy great. Um, he's a nice and, guy, uh, right? Yeah, he's very, he's very professional. He's, he's like, no-nonsense. So not, um, not friendly. But he's very no-nonsense. I'm not friendly. I don't give a shit who you are. <laughs> I just want to get the show on you. I do a terrible sign. Yeah. What is your best celebrity impression, Veronica? Oh, celebrity impression? Yeah. I just do people that are on these horrible reality shows. I don't even – although I do a good Rachel Ray. Let's hear it. Rachel Ray's one of my favorites. Um, she always makes recipes like some sort of a frat guy created it. <laughs> We're going to make some scrambled eggs with grape jelly, Fritos, and beer. Yummo! <laughs> That's exactly what she sounds like. That's a really good Rachel That's Ray. amazing. Yeah, because she's got kind of that low, throaty voice. Yeah, she always does that thing where she's like, she gets so excited about something, you know what I mean? And then she'll go. (laughs) (laughs) What what has been uh, the single most exciting day or night of your life so far? Uh, I would say the night that my husband proposed to me. He, he proposed to me on stage. I know. That's a sweet answer. I know that or... That or or clubbing at District Nine one night and like having sex in the bathroom with some strange Brazilian guy. That was nice too. Fuck yeah. I would take either yeah. of those, preferably on the same night. Veronica, yes. you are delightful. I wish to God we had had more time with you, but you will come on again, yes? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Guys you. Are I love so much you. fun. How can people follow love you, you too. online? Uh, go to Instagram, just Veronica Mosey, and uh, all of the grams, all of the books, all those things, just Veronica Mosey. And that's M-O-S-E-Y. Uh, great. M-O-S-E-Y. Enjoy the rest of your summer, and we will talk again soon.
Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Damien Kington, thank you for co-hosting. How can people follow oh, you? Do you want pleasure. people to follow you? No, look, let, uh, this is my gift to you. Just like, give me Adam all the glory. needs the attention. I really Just do. Double follow him. JB is stalking like a stocking you slip over your leg. Yes, sir. Anarchy12 yes, on sir. Instagram. Yes, sir. Uh, you can follow me, me, at Adam Sank on Twitter, uh, Insta, Facebook. On TikTok, I'm Adam Sank Official. Tune in next week. Damien's going to come back again. And our guest will be Maria Connor, author of Girl Shock. I dressed as a girl for Halloween, but she took over my life. Subscribe to this podcast at dnrstudios.com. Have a great week, bitches. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.